Episode 12, More Than a Test Score. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educators podcast to start your day feeling empowered. Hi, elite educators. This is Gretchen from Always a Lesson here to empower you to reach your potential. And in fact, I call you elite because only an elite educator would take time to invest in themselves by listening to podcasts just like this to help hone their craft. Today, I want to help you reignite your passion and potential by talking about cultivating student talents because they are more than a test score. So let's get started. I want to start off by saying I absolutely love teaching. It's the best job on the planet, and I am so thankful I get to be an educator. No other job is as fun and rewarding as this one. And you know, impacting a personal's life is a crucial time-sensitive responsibility, but that's exactly what makes me want to get up in the morning and go out fighting the great fight. And with that said... My heart becomes heavy over the years as I was being required to spend a significant amount of my teaching time helping students acquire test-taking skills. I became frustrated that my creativity and my excitement for teaching students was put on hold as I passed out bubble sheets and we practiced coding our answers. You know, I thought it might just be a phase. I thought it might be a specific leader or school's initiative. But it turns out our current educational system is hyper-focused on data in order to track student growth and efforts to strategize how to gain momentum in racing to the top in this global education statistic measure. Well, I did what I was supposed to. I became a top-notch teacher with great test scores. And most people would be proud of that accomplishment and maybe even add it to their resume. Not me. I hope no one asked me what my students' test scores were, how much growth they had shown on a recent exam, or even my personal value-added score. These answers would just get me hired for a job I don't want to do anymore. None of this makes me an exceptional educator. None of this makes my students exceptional scholars. But I'm not going to spend any more of this episode ranting about my hate for this testing frenzy that took over our educational system and killed teachers' enthusiasm, especially mine. But I want to empower you educators to look past the test score and see students for the potential and the talent that lies within them. That is your job. You have to cultivate these inner characteristics and provide ample opportunities for students to strengthen these given talents so that when they are released out into the world, they can use these gifts to help others. That is really what matters. My favorite part of being a teacher is building relationships with students. You find out how funny, creative, intelligent, quirky, artistic, and dramatic that they can be. I once planned to write a book about all the funny things kiddos say, 
Instead, I just included it in a chapter in my last book, Elementary Education 101, What They Didn't Teach You in College. But I also created a blog series called Students Say the Darndest Things. So go check that out on alwaysalesson.com when you need a good laugh. My students taught me so much about love and life. I became patient, understanding, compassionate. These were not taught to me when I was learning to be a teacher, but they are the life lessons that made me a better teacher. A principal I had once had delivered to me a comment I won't ever forget, mainly because I've been denying its truth for so long. She told me, you expect all your students to act in a certain way, and when they don't, you get frustrated. And I thought that I knew what was best and that I was creating responsible and articulate students. My good intentions were boxing in students to a mold that they weren't designed to be in. I feel stifled by testing. Well, I'm sure my students felt stifled by my limited perspective on how to aid in students' personal and academic growth. I am not proud about what I did those first few years with rigid procedures and behavior requirements, but I didn't realize that I was hurting students more than helping, or obviously I would have never done that. I wanted to give students all the tools to be successful, and that meant acting like a robot in my classroom, like gather the materials like this, line up like this, respond like this. I must have been channeling an inner drill sergeant. But honestly, I am being a little hard on myself. I rarely had discipline problems, and parents praised my behavior management systems. My admin was thankful for the control I exhibited over a class and on numerous occasions asked me to help my peers develop similar classroom environments. Even that one principal who gave me the devastating truth about my expectations of students. Turns out, my strength was also my weakness. Over the years, I learned how to build structure in a class, but allow students to be themselves instead of what I wanted them to be. So, for example, loud, boisterous students would quickly be silenced and reminded of our rules for a zen-like learning atmosphere. But I realized that these charismatic students are great for motivating people and bringing everyone together for a common goal. This was a talent that I was stifling, and instead, I needed to provide opportunities to give this talent purpose so students could strengthen this gift. So these students were my door greeters. Every time a guest entered, they opened the door and gave a warm, welcome, can I show you around? And the rest of us went on learning while these charismatic students entertained and educated the visitor on what was happening in our classroom. And I realized, wow, these kids are sometimes kind of loud, but it's because they have a desire to entertain. And when I give them a job to be an entertainer, they stop being loud in the wrong ways and start being loud in the right ways. Major aha moment. I then looked at the other so-called talents in my students that I hadn't cultivated yet. Really what I said to myself was, what other annoying habits do these kids have that I can repurpose for good? I know not something you'd expect to hear a teacher say, but I'm being honest, that's what I was thinking. The next biggest distraction I had was talkers. OMG, kids love to talk. And I really should put myself in this mix because every report card I got as a child said something about my talking. 
I even had to be taken out in the hall as a child to be reprimanded for my side chatter. It was embarrassing at the time, but I grew that talent and made it my life's work. I talk for a living, and I realize that these talkers are going to be great speech givers, tour guides, salesmen and women, or do some sort of work in customer service. Now that I figured out the end in mind, I had to work backwards. How can I use this talent for the benefit of student learning in a classroom? These kiddos ran classroom announcements or activity directions. I'd just whisper what I wanted them to convey, and then they'd start a brief meeting. They got to talk. Students got to learn. It's a win-win. This new perspective was really working out. I desperately wanted to turn back time and redo those first few years. I wanted to apologize to those first few classes that made great armies in my classroom factory, but there's no telling what talents I forced them to lock away. I'm so sorry, kiddos. I didn't know what I didn't know. I'll share a few more examples of my repurposed talent that I learned over the years. I have to give all the credit to my kids because I only figured these out because they came into my life and taught me to think outside the box, and it really changed my whole perspective. Active kids use their energy to learn material kinesthetically. So instead of asking them, stop tapping, stop kicking, stop bouncing, stop hopping, I just incorporated that into station work, and they got to learn spelling words or fractions and other topics while moving. And in fact, the more they moved, the more points that they would acquire for that activity. So they used their energy for good and were able to be more successful in the classroom because I allowed them to just be themselves. These are going to be my athletes, my circus performers, and no need for caffeine colleagues. That's definitely not me. My silent kiddos were no longer forced to conquer their fear of public speaking Instead, they journaled versus turning and talking, and they wrote fabulous, insightful essays instead of presenting to a group. Their intense focus and silence is going to be fuel for discovering some amazing cures and creating authentic inventions that's going to better our lives in the future. My bossy students, they were given leadership titles, and they ran the class as much as I would allow them to. They learned how to be encouraging to redirect their peers on an activity as well as be clear when giving all instructions so that no misunderstandings occur. These are going to be future teachers and CEOs. Graffiti and artwork absolutely drove me nuts while I was teaching, mainly because I thought it was rude. But these kids paid excellent attention, and they knew every word I said. That was even more annoying. So these students ended up branding my classroom with posters and visuals, so long those store-bought cutesy classroom decor my kiddos took over. They were my interior decorators, designers, and architects. I'll share one more. I had a group of rappers. Yes, eight-year-old rappers, I know, super cute. They were great poets and beat droppers. They helped create our group chants and attention-getter signals. Whether it was a quick stomp beat to bring students back together after discussion or a silly rhyme for call and response. They orchestrated our swag. These are our future music artists and dancers. So as you can see, there is a place for all talents in my classroom now. I can't say my classroom's anything like it used to be, and I'm proud about that development. I still have that same control I was praised for in my beginning years, 
but I've empowered my students to take more ownership in my class by tolerating a variety of personality traits. Knowing these talents are beneficial to my students and their growth of this gift that will soon grace the community. So they make the world a better place only when I allow them to be themselves and I cultivate their talent in appropriate ways. And that was the piece that was missing before. Again, I am so sorry, kiddos, but I got it all figured out now. So elite educators, learn from my fumbles. Look at your students with a new, fresh perspective. The personality trait that annoys you the most is because it hasn't been given purpose. How can you allow that student to be themselves while benefiting the class and the learning process? One of my favorite actors and singers is Jamie Foxx. I find him hilarious and he's goofy, but I would never be able to have him in my old class. He would not survive that structure. Uh, he was recently interviewed on the Steve Harvey show, and he was telling Steve he was written up and sent to the office numerous times a day for just cutting up. And he finally had a teacher that saw his talent for telling jokes and told him that at the end of the day, he could get up in the front of the whole class and tell jokes for a few minutes before the bell would ring. And he was so excited, he was about to crawl out of his skin. He was on his best behavior all day, saving his most perfect jokes for this one moment. And his classmates couldn't wait for joke time, and neither could Jamie. I mean, look what happened. He became a great comedian and has an excellent, entertaining spirit. And that's all because a teacher allowed him to be himself, but they also made it work in the classroom setting. And I bet she was no longer annoyed with his humorous remarks or his entertaining sideshows. But instead, if I were her, I bet she pulled up a chair at the end of the day and laughed her butt off. And that was all the encouragement he needed to find purpose for his talent. So way to go, teacher. I share this lengthier episode with you today in hopes that it helps you cultivate talent. So no child is the same. They have a lot to offer the world. And if we don't do our job to develop that talent in appropriate ways, then it's going to get misused and often harm the child and the community in the process. I also want to remind you that these talents are often stifled because our current educational system is focused on data and testing. And these future leaders, entertainers, inventors, athletes, and artists are stuck behind a brick wall of test scores. So force yourself to see beyond their academic ability. We all know a single score does not determine your fate or success as a person. It's your attitude, perseverance, and talent in addition to your brains. So we need to serve the whole child and not just hone in on one area that we miss opportunities for the other areas to grow. Students are not going to remember you for that amazing test prep session you led. Rather, the acceptance you gave for them to be themselves and make their talent work for them. Teachers, you know how to deliver content or you wouldn't have been hired. You easily help students learn academics. That is not the issue here. I challenge you to learn how to cultivate talent. There was no course in college to teach you how to do this, but that's when you look to your students. Mine taught me, and yours will teach you. Ask yourself, what are they naturally good at? How can this fit in the classroom environment? How can I teach them to use this talent appropriately? 
I bet after asking yourself these questions, you'll see what amazing kids are sitting in front of you, especially the one kiddo that failed his reading test or the one kiddo that bombed his math assessment or even that one kiddo that can't make sense of all the science vocabulary. See beyond the test score. My struggling students were struggling because they didn't fit into the box I tried to put them in. When you build in their talent into the classroom, they will start to soar. Watch, listen, and respond. Your students and community will thank you later. All right, elite educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on seeing beyond test scores to cultivate students' potential and talents. Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered. Hi, Elite Educators. If you like what you hear, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. And while you're there, leave a rating and review. Also, stay connected with Always a Lesson through social media. Like us on Facebook at Always a Lesson and follow me personally on Twitter at G Schultek. That's G-S-C-H-U-L-T-E-K. Elite educators, are you in need of feeling empowered by someone who is just like you, who does just what you do, and well, just gets it? Then hop on over to alwaysalesson.com to learn more on the blog for tips and tricks of remaining passionate about your current work. Also, check out our social media links for more personal connection to other elite educators just like you. And if you're a newbie educator, grab a copy of my book, Elementary Education 101, What They Didn't Teach You in College, to ensure you beat the learning curve and end your first year ahead of the game. Alwaysalesson.com provides something for everyone. So elite educators, stop by today and get empowered.